Hi, uh, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The New Normal. We're here with Pat Lucy, who's C CEO of uh, Aspire. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Gavin. Delighted to be here. Great. Um, so just a bit about Aspire, what you do, what your role there is, and um, how things have been over the last while. Sure. So Aspire is a consulting and technology company. We specialize in project management and delivery of technology projects. So uh, software, IT, development projects typically uh, across all different sectors. I am one of the two founders. We founded the company back uh, 13 years ago and I'm the CEO of the company. So uh, the past few weeks have been quite different. My role usually involves me doing a lot of travel, visiting our different sites. Our, our HQ is in Cork and we also have an office space in Dublin, John Rogerson's Key. We have an office in the Netherlands and Amsterdam, and we have a team based in Abu Dhabi in the UAE. So I, I try to flip between the different places to avoid doing any work at any time, you know, just keep telling them I'm, I'm busy somewhere else. Uh, but sadly, that doesn't work for me anymore. They know I'm, I'm, I'm not able to do that, so I actually have to do some work now. So the, the classic CEO. <laughs> so your business is primarily a services-based business. Um, uh, you know, that's usually affected one of the one of the first things affected how, how, how has the kind of slowdown or the downturn recently affected you as a business and then your business continuity or planning to get around that and kind of what what you're, you're looking at so i guess in in my role has changed a lot in terms of my day-to-day -day activities um as a ceo and as I, if i look back over the last six weeks we've gone through different waves so the first wave was making sure people are safe and well and you know that we didn't have anybody who was, uh, you know, sick or anybody who might be in a threatened situation. So get everybody working from home. That was relatively straightforward for us. We're lucky enough in that we're very much a technology company. All our systems are cloud-based. So, you know, it was easy for us to get people working from home. As long as they have a proper broadband connection, they can work fine. Um, so we got that done. We moved early with that. To, we didn't wait for the lockdown. We, we actually got people working remotely quickly as soon as we yeah. thought this might be on the cards uh, then the next phase became well business so what's are we going to be able to keep uh, the doors open and keep everything running um, for years we have been a disaster at the sales and marketing side of things in that we've never been good at, at uh, getting down to a very precise niche market mm. work across many different market segments so in energy banking insurance pharmaceutical medical uh, enterprise, food, software, you know, all kinds of different areas. And that makes it very difficult for us to, to fine tune a marketing message. But it's been a lucky thing for us uh, because of the COVID-19 situation, because certain areas uh, got hit very badly. Uh, I mean, the, the area that got hit most quickly was the aviation sector, yeah. the sector that we've been doing a lot of work in in the past couple of years. So immediately our projects in that area were, were, were put on, on hold pretty much. Um, but we've been lucky because we're also in areas like banking and like uh, medical device where, and pharmaceutical, where some of those areas have got busier, if anything. So overall, yeah, we've taken a hit, but uh, relatively speaking, it's, the hit in a lot of areas has been somewhat balanced by uh, increased demand with some of our other customers. Yeah, no, I, I was, you know, when, when I reached out to you about, about doing the podcast, it was, a, it was an article that you, you posted on, on LinkedIn around um, your 
your your changing role as a, as a CEO. And we don't get to talk to many CEOs on, on the podcast or in, in general. Um, you know, you the two things you did say was like the number one thing was your people. Um, you know, which is great to hear uh, first and foremost. Um, h- how has that changed as a as a leader within your business? Um, to, to managing and leading people now to, you know, two months ago? Yeah, well, the first thing is trust is a huge part of it. Um, you've got to uh, trust that your, your team will take on the job and be motivated and be empowered to do it. Um, I don't go around with webcams checking if people are in their pajamas uh, every morning or, or what they're up to. You know, you, you basically have to make sure you be a better manager when you're, you're working remotely because you have to make sure people are clear in their jobs, understand what they're doing and have easy access to, to escalate if they have any problems. So the big message has been communicate, communicate, communicate uh, all the time with people. Um, in, in lots of ways, it's more efficient working remotely. You can have lots of calls. I'm sure you've been on a bunch of different remote meetings and calls already today with different parts of the world. So the whole commute side is, is gone and the time that you spend doing that is gone. Um, what, I, what I have found important is that we actually make some space with people to chill out a bit. Um, so we've, we've set up a weekly pointless conference call that we have now. My previous mantra was, if there's no agenda, well, then you don't have a meeting. You know, there must be an agenda and you must be precise and know the purpose and get it over on time. So having spent a week on agenda full meetings, it's nice to, on a Friday evening now, we just have a meeting open to everybody in the company to join. And it's more like a house party. Yeah. open bottles of their favorite beverage or cups of tea and we just chat and talk talk baloney for a while and if anybody brings up work you're not allowed to, they're kicked off you know you're not allowed to talk <laughs> they get muted so just the kind of chat you'd have over lunch or in the canteen and, and uh, all this so it's important that you keep that up and see how people are doing yeah would, would you be, say you've got to find you got to know people differently or better since since that um well, we normally have plenty of chit-chat in, in the office, really. But I guess you, you get a sense of which people might be struggling a bit more with it, you know, and you can kind of reach out a little bit there and, and help them. We've started doing silly stuff like sending in baby photos of ourselves and people trying to guess. Uh, last weekend, a lot of my time was spent um, trying to guess baby pictures of different team members and sending it back. So, um, so it's fun. It's, it's fun that people are willing to engage that way. Well, um, you mentioned at the start there that the business was founded kind of 07, 08, obviously the, the, the financial downturn. What lessons have you taken from that to, to where we are today? And is there is it similar, different, or, or what kind of ways have you kind of looked at your business moving forward? Yeah, so there, there are definitely some similarities there. Um, we started off myself and my co-founder, Colm Hogan. We worked with a U.S. multinational that pulled out of Ireland just at the start of the that recession, right, in, in 07, 08. Um, and that's when we set up our company. We found we had a lot of advantages in that we were small, we were nimble, we were agile, we were able to um, take on some of the big organizations. And because we had come from a large multinational, we had that discipline. You know, we understood what it took to, to deliver into enterprise size organizations. But we also had the speed and the hunger and the drive of a startup. So as I now look 13 years on, we've got a lot bigger than we were then but we still have the agility, which is going to be important. I think after the, the current environment we're in, there will come a surge. don't know exactly when that surge will come, but 
and there's a lot of pent-up demand in there at the moment for uh, new services and, and people to take on new projects that have been put on hold. So it's important to be ready for the surge when it comes and be able to support uh, a customer base. So I think there will be opportunity for us there. What's different this time is it's everywhere. It's not just Ireland that's being hit a bit worse than other places. This is everywhere. So I think it's like there's a collective pause button being pressed and we're hoping that we can, everybody can press play again pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, the, the pause button and the collective stop, um, it, it's, it's very interesting looking and reading. Um, I talked earlier with, with um, a guy called Roland Gallagher who works in the payments industry. It's, it's, it was interesting to see what businesses are surviving and perceived healthy and then suddenly revenue stops uh, and that, you know, doesn't happen you know it's a it, it i think there's a saying everybody's two months away two paychecks away from being uh you know been insolvent but it was it was it, it's surprising because credit was so free people were not living above means or anything like that it was it's it, it's an interesting environment to look into now and just seeing what who can pivot and who can change and it's really there's a different entrepreneur nearly coming out of it uh, to where we were in 07, 08. It's, it, it's an interesting environment. And as you said, projects have just been put on hold. Absolutely. And like some of the, the practices, like the whole lean thing of operating with the just-in-time production model means as soon as any part of your supply chain takes a hit, you take a hit, you know? So mm. the idea, even I just saw on the news recently or last night, the, the price of oil went into negative territory because... Um, people don't want to store it, right? The cost of warehousing is, is too expensive. So the way the whole global commercial model has gone has really uh, means it's taken a hit. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens uh, post-recovery when things are going again, because there are going to be some significant changes. Um, digital transformation is a phrase I'm sure you've heard a lot of, everybody talks about. And I saw, uh, it was funny because it was true. There was a, a a meme going around, who's, who's done the most for digital transformation in your company? Was it the CEO or the CTO or COVID-19? <laughs> and I think for a lot of organizations, it's the last six weeks have just forced them to, to change their practices, to, to have people working remotely, to have people using new technology. Um, and I think some of the benefits of that technology will be retained when things go back to the new normal. Yeah, we, we, we were talking again earlier about the cost of going remote. You know, CFOs won't want to see that wasted in another two months. Um, like it's cost businesses money to, to go remote. So there has to be a return on that. So it won't go back to being normal in the long term. Um, I put up on Twitter actually yesterday about, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to afford 20 barrels of oil uh, because in, you know, I'd love to be able to store it in my garden somewhere because in, in, in a year, it'll be you know, some clever airline, airline um, whoever has enough equity in the air, um, airplane business will certainly be making a lot of future buys on that. Absolutely, yeah. The the hedging will be happening big time, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, there's always a winner in these things. So, as, as a business, then yourself, you've you've had to look obviously internally and and pivot and do different bits. You know, is there have you looked at how your business was, and is that something you? go back to or have you looked at something as a different model now is the kind of business sustainability as you move forward yeah so one of the areas that we that's probably changed the most for us in the past uh, six weeks is our training business so we deliver 
a lot of training in the project management area, business analysis, agile, um, and those areas. And now the idea of pulling a bunch of people into a classroom together is not a runner. Yeah. So we've, we've transformed our training offering into a virtual classroom, which is different than uh, you know, clicking through an online course. It's, you have to do extra work to make the virtual classroom engaging and interactive and get the students working together. And touch wood, it's, it's been fantastic. The feedback we've had from our clients has been brilliant. They've all, you know, some of them were wary about making this move, uh, but when they've done it, they've all come back, given a tremendous feedback and signed up for more. So that's something I'm, I'm really pleased about because again, it's something we've talked about doing for quite a while, but never had the impetus to make it happen. And now it's happening and it's been fantastic. Um, as part of that, we set up a weekly Wednesday webinar series as well, where we get some of our gurus in the business to talk through different topics. And we've just thrown the doors open to anybody who's interested to participate in that. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's generating a lot of goodwill as well, because we're not really in the moment, we're not picking up the phone to people and trying to sell them anything. I mean, at the moment, we think most people have enough going on. So we're just trying to see other areas we can offer them some help. And if we can be of help to people, you know, that's, that's all we want to do until things go back to normal. Yeah, now had I spoke about one, one of the other podcasts we did about the, the, the impact of what you do now in the next six, 12 months of, of your business, if you're too aggressive, people will remember that. If you're, if you're sending uh, an email, constant MailChimp emails out saying, hi, 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 you know, it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to you in 12 months or 18 months, but you know, suddenly I'm your best friend. People remember that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that that's very important. Um, in relation to your role then moving forward is, you know, business, the business has changed as a CEO of an organization. Um, what, what are you going to take forward or, you know, what are you missing as a CEO within a business? Um, you know, and how are you going to change? Are you going to move on? So I, I can see less travel being in my, uh, my future. Um, you know, the fact that I can, be here in the spare room and uh, the company can still operate. Uh, you know, maybe all that travel I've been doing isn't as necessary. I think some of it is, I always much prefer to meet people yes. face to face when we're doing that. But um, so definitely there's going to be some opportunities there to, to uh, reduce the air miles and spend a bit more quality time at home, I think. Um, from the business perspective, we, like I, we've been doing a lot of work in the sales and marketing side to get better, to get more streamlined and focused on different markets. And now I'm saying, well, we've been lucky that we have had a wide range of, of uh, areas. So probably rethink that again and try to figure out how we can get the right balance between the breadth that we, of, of industries we work in and being able to get the message right when we're reaching out to those industries. Um, and the, I guess, key thing for us has been the team. The fact that the team has really stepped up to the mark. I've had uh, numerous people on my leadership team and people who are the foot soldiers of the team reaching out to me to say, look, I know it's tough going. If there's anything you need or I can take on extra stuff, if you want me to do something else. So I've been blown away by the, I guess, the spirit of camaraderie and positivity that's come from the team. And I think and even socially, that's, we see that around us. People are trying to help out their neighbors. So it would be a great legacy to all this effort if we can retain some of that, you know. Uh, my own son volunteered to deliver, so he, he's studying advanced maths in college. So he volunteered to give some maths grinds to our, uh, the, the children of our employees who are doing their leaving cert. And then we had a few of our clients asking, could their kids go on it as well? So we did that, he's done that, you know, which 
I would never have dreamed he would do, uh, you know, a few months ago. I saw that. That was really good. Yeah, that was a, that was great. a yeah. nice touch, isn't it? It was nice to, that he was willing to do it. And he's now had to stop because he's studying for his own exams. And one of my colleagues' sons has taken over. He's picking up the mantle. He's going to keep up the grinds for, for those kids. Because I know how stressful it is when you have the leaving cert in your household. And like the thought of having that stress plus lock-in is, you know, uh, so anything we can do to help is nice. You have no excuse this year for your leaving cert, do you? Know? <laughs> you can't say that you weren't able to study. <laughs> Worst year of my life, yeah, leaving cert. Yeah, I don't want to go back there. Oh, yeah, no, I think that, imagine we're, we're only talking with my wife, that, that over your head for the summer, dear God. Uh, yeah, sorry, I think everybody thought, thought that. Poor people. Um, all right. And, and then just kind of finishing up as a, as a business, um, do you feel you were mentioned that there's going to be projects on the way? Is it, you know, similar to 08, 09 that, you know, suddenly there was a, a nearly a hockey stick pickup on business or do you feel that it's going to be a bit more gradual and people are going to be a bit more timid until kind of cash flow comes back into their business? So I guess in, in, in my profession, project management, which is what I do a lot of, mm. the, the saying is you, you hope for the best and you plan for the worst. So you, you try to be um, positive, but you try to be a little bit paranoid as well, right? So I think that there is likely to be a surge when things uh, you know, restore to, to the new normal, It'll be a surge of interest. But I don't think it'll go back to the level it was immediately. I think it'll take, uh, we'll, we'll probably see a spike um, but certain sectors and certain geographies are going to take longer to, to kick back in again. And because we're such a connected world with the global supply chain, you know, uh, like we saw the impact that China had on the world. Now we're seeing the US economy, um, you know, being, being tied up. So we need that to free up as well for over here, for the European economy. So uh, my expectation will be that there will be spikes uh, I'm hoping that we can be in a position to to help and take advantage when when there's an opportunity to win new business. I think it'll take a while before things go back to to the level of growth that we were seeing. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Milpat, for your time today. Um, uh, Aspire.ie. I'll put all the information underneath. Um, best luck with when when things come back out, and uh, we'll be in t- contact soon. Thanks, Gavin. Delighted to do it. And well done for getting this up and running as well. It's uh, some productive distraction for people. So well done. It's great. Thanks, Emil. All right. Take care.